This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to Come On Kind. We are here in the studios in KCLR. This is season six. It is episode four. And we had a massively busy weekend last week and all without the services of one individual who decided she was going away on holidays. But she's back tonight. Now, she did nearly frighten the heart of me when she texted earlier on today and said, I'm not coming in because I'm working and I'm like, thanks very much for the short notice. But she did make it and she is here back from Lipahi, Mrs Farrell. Anya, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Martin. How are you? I'm great. Did you enjoy Pahi? I did and I caught up with the, the match as well I was watching it um, in the Galway um, looking over the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris yeah 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 on Saturday <laughs> um, yeah so I definitely got a, a full download on the game as well so yeah really good it certainly was and what a match it was unfortunately Paula can't be with us today but she was on co-coms with me at the weekend and we felt in the press box itself that it had a knockout championship feel about it. It was really an intense game of Camogie. Very well refereed, I have to say, by Gavin Dunnigan as well. It was great. But everything is all good and we are here to bring you the results and to bring you matches that's coming up for the weekend. We have confirmation today of where the match is going to be next week as well and we're going to bring you that in a few moments but first of all Anya we are going to run down before we uh, I should say we will actually have an interview with Peter Chapclear um, very soon so I need to be constant of that because he's a busy man as well but let's get straight into it with the National 1A fixtures and Tipperary played Waterford at the weekend and I have to say, I didn't see some of these results. So these are new because we were had a busy uh, weekend and a busy day today in the studio as well. Waterford and Tipperary. Waterford coming away with a victory. Now, I have to say, I'm not really surprised because Waterford do well in the league. But when they tend to meet Tipperary, it's usually the other way around. Great start for the day, show women. Yeah, really, really good start to set for Waterford, I suppose. And, you know, having a new manager there as well, you know, that's going to be a really good start to the championship for themselves too. And or to the league for themselves too you know obviously going to Tipperary that was going to be a tough that was going to be a tough task for them regardless but to come out with a goal a goal victory and that was a really really good result um, for Washford um, you know I think you know both teams certainly given a really really good display there as well and memory serves me right I was just looking over some stuff online over the weekend I think Nicole Walsh um, from Bursley was actually in goal for Tipperary which is a which is a new new thing as well I'm nearly sure it was her like Nicole you Usually plays outfield, so it must be something that they're they're doing differently in Tipperary this year. I must actually, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna look it up there while you um, talk scutter there for a while if you want. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the one is reviewing these with us anyway, but um, we will be on the lookout for that. Right, I'm going to stay with one A because I'm going to go down through all of the one A results first before we head into have a chat as we said with Chap Clear and Clare and Galway was the other game taking part in Cusick Park in Ennis and we know Clare can be a sticky team in Ennis but Galway 
coming to town the league runners up against Clare and Galway are starting off with a 17 points to 8 victory and you're right on your first piece of information as well yeah. right so go back to your right piece of information yeah, so Nicole Walsh um, was actually in goal for uh, Tipperary at the weekend, which would be very straight. I suppose Nicole would have played outfield um, for Tipperary, you know, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I know she was injured there for a while. So this is obviously something new that Tipperary are trying. And, you know, I suppose if you're looking for uh, leadership, you know, what what a great shout to it to be making there. Um, I suppose when we look at it, um, the goalie last year for Tipperary and she do her cruciate in the All-Ireland she did. semi-final yeah the it? semi-final to yeah, in Nolan no, Park no it's in Nolan Park the semi-final wasn't it was it the semi-final yeah. or was it the day they played Kilkenny in the last round it was it was Sorry, the day they played Kilkenny in, in the last round it was in Nolan Park but it was the she last round she did her round. cruciate yeah, yeah. yeah so you know that's a that's a big shout there I suppose uh, for Tipperary to put Nicole Walsh into it um, you know and I suppose this has probably been a talking point as well for Tipperary as well still no sign of Cote Van um, on the Tipperary panel who's to know or what's going on there like, from you know, what I can gather she's not going to be available for the league okay don't so, know anything about championship but I do know from what my sources is that she won't be available for the, the national league at least yeah um, and then we kind of just look I suppose Emer Lockman from Clonoty Rossmore coming in there off the back of you know being joint captain for UL after winning the Ashburn as well Casey Hennessy as well from Clonoty um, was on the UL team so and also you had Emer McGrath there she was on the UL team as well so you know they've got a good bit of experience I suppose coming from the, the UL side of things there too so yeah a really good start for Washford nonetheless um, coming away with a three point victory there as I said it's by no means um, easy to, to head down to Tipperary and come away with a victory on that so fair juice to them 17.8 victory then for Galway in the match down in Cusick Park in Ennis Galway starting off fast as well disappointment for Clare because they would have always seen especially their home games as being a, for, a fortress I maybe they would have thought they might have been a bit closer to Galway in that one nevertheless though you can't write Galway off any year no certainly not I suppose you know, from the get-go, we always find that Galway do, you know, set off their, their league campaign um, very, very strong. And I suppose, listen, they're, they're, they're going going to be going hard at it, I suppose, again this year. But, you know, a great turnaround, uh, 10 points to four at half-time and then to come out with a 17-point save victory um, at the end of it. You know, some, uh, that's a really, really good score there for uh, Galway. It certainly is. Get them off the mark, as the fella says. Right, the other game then is, obviously, there's only three uh, matches in the Division 1A at was Kilkenny and Cork and as we said this was a cracker now I mean when you look at the drumming that Cork gave Kilkenny last year mm-hmm. when they came to Nolan Park if I'm not mistaken it was 20 something points near it in the end um, it really was a mauling however this game and it is Peter Chapclear's first game and we'll get his reaction very short or soon as well but it was a cracking game like Cork just coming away with a 117 to 116 victory what did you make of it? Like, obviously, I was looking at it um, on from my phone, so you'll obviously be able to give it, a, you know, a better insight. But do you know what? What I would take from it, I would take a huge amount of positivity from that game. Um, and you're right, I suppose, if you were to look back twelve months previous and listen, we're not having a bang at anyone or anything at all. It, it looks like it's a completely different Kilkenny setup that that we have now. I know that. No, we're not having a bang. Yeah, but it, it just goes to to show, like when you have a new manager come in, and I think. This is a lot got to do with it. We have girls that are really putting their hand up. We have girls that I suppose have to kind of prove themselves again and re 
really have to make a mark for it. Like, you know, I think there were some really good performances and I was even looking at the huddle before the, the game and I think it was Michelle Teen that was doing a lot of the talking. And I suppose Michelle, she's been there since 2016. You know, she's really kind of, you know, stepping in there as one of the leaders on this team now. Um, but I thought, you know, there were some really good performances there from from some of the, some some of our players. You know, I thought Ash McCarty got on an awful lot of ball as well. I think she does. She works really hard. She was tr- she was working really hard at the weekend. I was actually talking to someone about this uh, yesterday in Fena at the minor games, and Asha is slight, and I mean this very respectfully. What I'm going to say, I think Asha needs to bulk up a small little bit because she's brilliant at winning a ball. She's mm-hmm. like Katie Nolan. She'll come out of a rook where she has no right to come out of a rook with a ball but as soon as she gets it and people know she's a good player Mm -hmm. she's being surrounded and there's a tendency just to turn the ball over a small little bit due to no fault of her own but like if we were able to strengthen her up a small little bit she would be an outstanding player she's a brilliant player at the minute yeah. Um, and the the lads that I was talking to yesterday as well didn't disagree with me and they would be Dixborough people as well but no you're dead right she was on a lot of ball there was a lot of positivities coming out of it huge amount mm. small couple of negatives um, we were missing a couple of players in key positions and there was players tried mm-hmm. in new positions mm-hmm. they may not have worked out yesterday and to be fair to them I'm not going to start naming them because that's not fair and it's not right and you know Chap is trying to get his team right but overall it was an outstanding I thought work rate yeah. I don't know what you thought looking at it but the work rate was exceptional yeah like you know what you're right like there's <laughs> okay first of all obviously this is a new management team we have you know a lot of new guards especially when you I suppose you look at the, the subs bench there 16 to 26 there's an awful lot of names on that on that subs bench that wouldn't have been part of probably any inter-county squad last year if regards intermediate or senior um, so there's a lot of new names coming into it um, I would take so much positivity from that game you know I think there was there was definitely opportunities that the game could have been won yep. but I think that I think the management team would be quietly very happy with this I think you know these are the games that Kilkenny and all the other teams are going to be using to try out people in different positions to see who's going to work where and you know to, to I suppose kind of mould their own team in the way that they want to play and I think like things went off really well from at the weekend like I was really really impressed I was really impressed with Katie Byrne when she came in at half time I thought she was tenacious in the way she was tackling I um, thought she was really good I thought Steffi when she went actually back into the half back line I thought she was actually doing um, a lot of work there she, now, to me it looked like she went back into the half back line she kind no, of just drifted right. back no she did the, yeah. but that was due to the fact that her sister had to go off because it looked like she may have picked up a small knock mm-hmm. so there was a small little bit of a rejig to do so T- Steffi went back there but I think she came into the game not, not that she was wasn't in the game when she was in the half forward line because I love watching Steffi in the half forward line. I think she gives you that extra option and she can create and more she scores. Did, but my yeah. God, did she ship some hardship? Now, yeah, I, it wasn't hardship in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It was just literally she was on the end of a couple of tackles that she was knocked. Even one of her own sister, her <laughs> own sister, clobbered her at one stage, and it was the very same like a bouncy ball. She mm-hmm. just hit off the ground, stayed a couple of seconds, got the win back, back on her feet as well. She must have talked about seven or eight hits, and we still don't know how she finished that game. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, like I think you know, I think Kilkenny certainly you could see the work rate from them, and you could see the aggression. And I think you know you've got certainly guys that are putting up their hands there. Um, you know that you know are kind of shown uh, Chaplier and the management team that listen, they want they want this jersey and they want to keep it um, you know I thought Laura Murphy um, worked really well in around the middle of the field as well um, you know Katie Nolan got on a good bit of ball as well she, you know she was constantly trying as well um, yeah like I would be really really happy 
with that first round game um, and I think this is probably the first setting where we've where I suppose the lads have got an opportunity to see the girls in a competitive setting and what better game to play against the All-Ireland champions like let's be fair and you know I think when you look at the Cork team like to me when I seen the Cork team going out the other day I was like God they're gone very very strong in it and I think was it somebody was saying that they had 10 starting that started in the All-Ireland final you know so you know certainly Cork meant business when they were coming up and you know it just showed I think Kilkenny are certainly they're going in the right direction and if they can keep the momentum going I wouldn't be over I, I'm not too worried about any results as long as we're getting performances and as long as we're getting work rate from the girls I think that's what's really really important I'm excited to see over the next couple of weeks um, in some more of the games I'm really excited to see some of these new girls coming into the fray I would love to see Emily McCarthy from Piltown get in there I think you know I think she can offer something really really good same with Laura Green I'd love to see her get in on get in on it as well Quivacar Murta love to see her being thrown into the mix I know she's obviously waiting to play um, the All-Ireland Schools final with Loretto you know so there's certainly a couple of girls there that you'd love to see kind of you know getting in there and you know working hard as well but uh, certainly um, for me I think you can take nothing but positivities from that game as well you know half back line of Tiffy, Miriam and Neve Dealey you know strong like obviously uh, things to be worked on but certainly listen nothing but pro- nothing but positives I think that you can certainly take from that first game I think the management team will be happy enough with that as well with the, with the performance certainly Yep he certainly will be happy with it and uh, Cuiva Kermorta was one of the subs that did come on um, at the weekend as well but certainly lots of positive uh, positive uh, outcomes from all of the players work rate as we say scores I mean Cork done an awful lot of the hurling in certain aspects of that game mm-hmm. they were getting quick ball into Katrina Mackey who was causing problems um, in our uh, defence but I mean they did get to grips with it with a long time while Cork were doing all the hurling um, for periods of that game they still couldn't put Kilkenny away which yeah. will definitely have Chap Clear uh, proud of the way that his players put in that performance as well and you're dead right I thought it was nine that actually started the All Ireland final, but when you look down through it with Fiona Keating, if I'm not mistaken, Sears McCarthy and Katrina Mackey definitely did start it. So you're looking at ten mm. players from the All Ireland final that actually started that team. So look, Kilkenny might be in a small little bit of transition, but it was a good game. I have to say, Sophie O'Dwyer mm-hmm. was exceptional on yeah. the freeze. I mean not one of them was missed luckily enough uh, that was the case because we needed those scores as well and yeah. it kept Kilkenny in the game but overall and I think when Cork got the, the goal as well first to um, to go ahead of Kilkenny they came back and they got a couple of scores themselves and they never they didn't really panic a bit like Dixborough didn't do when they were playing their championship as well in the club game but um, yeah overall I think a very 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 good performance overall for first day out mm-hmm. I think he will be happy yeah definitely absolutely and, and you know why wouldn't he be in I suppose he's literally he's looking forward to the next challenge that's going to come on him as well and you know there certainly is, are girls there that have already put their hand up for a jersey for the next day too well there's lots of jerseys going to be put hand up uh, as we said we are going to try and get him so what I'm going to do is I am going to dial in this number and hopefully all going well we should be able to get the man on the phone line now if I put this up and it is ringing I don't usually do this when it is ringing but for a change of plan tonight let's see if we can um, get the man on the phone himself and there is a low chap how are you this evening good sir 
Hi Martin, how are you? We are all good. We are here doing the podcast. Anya is with me and we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the weekend's game. Yourself and Cork, you've had a little over 24 hours now to digest what happened in the game. How has your feeling been after the match? I know you talk, chatted to me on Saturday. You seem to be happy enough. You've had time to reflect. So what's your overall feeling now that it's uh, coming after the weekend? Yeah, I suppose first of all, Martin, it was a, a really good contest. It was a really physical and bruising battle. Um, it was a brilliant game to get this time of the year. Um, and I suppose, look, we would have loved to have got a result. Uh, it didn't happen. Um, but on the other side, uh, what we, we have learned from it is that, you know, Cork are the best team in the country, which we know. Uh, but we are on the right path in terms of, of where we want to get there. So uh, we've loads of work to do. Um, but we know the work that we've done so far is paying off and we're getting closer and closer and we just want to continue that hard work and continue that uh, that trajectory. I was just talking to Anya here just before I actually rang you um, and we were talking about work rate uh, as being one of the key elements that I personally thought that was very, very good at the weekend. But were you a little bit surprised for a first round of a National League game? The pace that the game started with and kept up throughout, to be fair, like it was exceptional for a National League game. Were you a little bit surprised at that? No, to be honest, yeah. like it was a ferocious battle, all right. But I mean, I suppose when you get two top teams um, going at it um, and you know both teams have probably been bursting to get going really because um, you know it's the first competitive match of the year so everybody's extra uh, extra motivated to lay down a marker and uh, no I, I, I just thought you know the intensity the physicality the uh, the genuineness of both teams was, was really evident and I thought our girls in, in for an awful lot of that game played really good stuff Um I suppose at times when you reflect on them and you look back at the game which you've had a chance to do now at this stage uh, there were periods where, where we were very dominant and there were periods where Cork were very dominant and uh, look when, when there's a puck of a ball between um, two teams at the end of a match like that of course you'd love to be coming out the right side of it but um, you know we've learned a huge amount and that's the most important thing loads of girls got game time as a management we've learned a huge amount of other players and I suppose the other thing Martin is we've got to pick our, our, our socks up now quite quickly because we're playing player next weekend so we've We've no time to dwell on it. We just uh, uh, the show goes on, and we move on next week now to Clare. I suppose that's good in a way, though, as well that you don't have time to dwell on things, and that you can put a couple of the mistakes maybe that happened at the weekend uh, in practice and training during the week, and you can improve on the stuff. But I mean, there was lots of good things to come out of that game, even though it may have been a one point loss. Work rate, as we said, was exceptional. A lot of the fringe players that maybe have been on the, the bench even last year were putting their hands up, possibly for a start starting spot for the weekend coming um, you know you'd say that there was a, a lull there for Kilkenny in periods of that game but I mean overall for you're trying to instill your how would I put this uh, your philosophy on the players your style of play on the players that's going to take a little bit of time but it was a cracking match for a neutral even to watch yeah, of course it was, and I suppose look, the work rate is is first and foremost. It's the most important thing to me. Just that honesty and work rate, and and, and that's a given. That's a non-negotiable. Um, and I suppose once you've that, then you know you get into the, the tactical nuances of the game. And as I said to you, there was periods there where I felt we were very, very dominant. And then to be fair to Cork, there was periods where uh, where they held the control. And what I was most pleased about Martin was, you know, um, I felt we were, we were a little bit stronger in the first half, I felt, but to be fair to Cork, first 15, 20 minutes of the second half, they uh, they come out and, and they really hurled very, very well for that 15, 20 minutes. And I think it was 15 minutes to go and they were three points up. And, you know, it was a real character-defining moment for, for this team to see, right, 
what's going to happen here because you know at that stage the game could have um, went either way in terms of it could have just easily been a 10 point loss but our girls bit down on, the, on, on hard on the gum shield and worked really really hard and you know we, we, we were level you know with, 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 with four or five minutes to go you know so um, that I, I'm really really happy with that element Martin the, the character is there and that's fantastic and look as I said to you it's one game it's, it's February we're not going to get carried away no matter which way we go but we know we're on the right path and we know we've got a great group of girls that are all working hard and and that's all you want this time of the year. It certainly is. And I know I said this to you on Saturday as well in the interview I done with you afterwards. There is girls to come back in, but there's a lot of competition now that's there for places. So really nobody is safe. Like everybody is trying to put their hand up that they want to get that jersey going out on big match days, especially in Nolan Park. Like I think there was over 300 people came to the game. While it may have been a bit disappointing, we didn't have more like the atmosphere that was there in the ground and anyone that did turn up to the game, like they really did get value for money oh anyone who went to that game was it, it was a cracking match it really really was uh, it's only I suppose when you take a step back afterwards and watch it back you realise how good it was but sometimes when you're involved in the management and the side and you're, you're getting sucked into it a little bit you don't get to, to really appreciate it because you have so many things going on uh, for, for the hour and a bit but I've watched it back now at this stage Martin it just was a, such an entertaining match um, but as I said it's it's that match is over now we'll park it we'll learn from it um, and as I said to you, it, this is absolutely all about the panel and the group of players we have. So we're moving on now next week to play Clare. Um, we've got to refocus. We're training now tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night. So we've got to refocus to get our minds on that. And there absolutely will be opportunities for for other girls to uh, to, to, to you know to test them at the, at this level. And that's what it's all about. It's about testing girls uh, at the highest possible level and, and, and seeing how they get on. And uh, everybody in this group is going to get their opportunity. And when they get their opportunity, it's up to them to take it. And um, you know, in fairness to every single girl that took to the field on, on, on Saturday every one of them gave it their all and that's all you can ever ask you know It is all about the panel and you've just mentioned it there as well it was going to be my next question to you both panels um, and both sub benches really had an impact when they came onto the game like Amy O'Connor had a huge influence on the game when she came in for Cork but so too did the likes of Julianne Malone for yourselves when they came on so realistically it's not about the starting 15 anymore it's a, any can bring on I should say eight subs in the National League as well so it really is about your whole panel uh, for this competition and for the National League and it's great to be able to give players that bit of game time as well Absolutely and, and what's really important for me Martin is that when a girl does get a chance that she, she gets a proper chance and you know I know there's the opportunity to bring on eight subs but I suppose what I don't want to do is is is, be, is, is giving out token minutes to girls. I don't think that's uh, that's what I want to do. Bringing on three or four girls with a minute to go. I'd rather give girls a proper chance and a proper go at it. And as I said, we have five games in this league, uh, and hopefully most of the girls will get a run out over those five games. Uh, and then obviously we're moving into the Leinster Championship as well. So what I'm hoping is between the league and the Leinster Championship, everybody would have given would have been given a couple of opportunities to, to show how they can compete at this level. And obviously, ultimately, everything is is geared towards championship, but. Uh, as I said to you, we're just taking it one game at a time. Uh, we park Saturday. It was a good performance, um, but we have to move on now and we have to up it again next weekend against Clare and hopefully get a few points on the board. Well, it's not going to be an easy game either every time that we come and play Clare and they came to town a few years ago as well and turned us over. Somewhere or another, I don't think that's going to happen this time, but it is going to be another home game for yourselves. It has been confirmed for Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock at UPMC, Nolan Park again. So another big day for the girls. Great, I suppose, for 
in a way you're, it's a good game I suppose and I mean this respectfully to come back from a defeat because you want to try and get as many points on the board whereas if you were playing the likes of Galway or Waterford you know it might be a different story but all games are big in the National League you know none of them are easy come but to have a home game is where I'm getting at is important for you yeah, and I suppose look, we're just going to take each game on its merits. And as I said to you, once the match is over, we'll analyse, we'll reflect, we'll learn, and then we park and we move on to the next game. And you know the the the, the wrongs that we made against Cork, we'll try and work on those and train, and we'll try and rectify them and make sure uh, that we uh, we make less mistakes the next day. And that's what it's all about. It's about identifying things that didn't work as well as you would have liked, and, and putting in plans and, and working on those to, to make them better. So, uh, but to have Claire um, in Nolan Park is, is going to be fantastic, and. Um, you know what, what you what you might realise, Martin, is that that some of the girls that were in the dressing room in Crow Park in Nolan Park on Saturday it was the first ever time in the dressing room in Nolan Park. Um, it was the first ever time even poking around. So I mean that's phenomenal that that girls that are at this elite level it was the first time ever uh, to play in Nolan Park. I think that's fantastic that they've been given exposure to it uh, and that there's another opportunity this weekend. So um, it's it's to be fair to Kenny J, we're very appreciative of them facilitating the camogie side of things and uh, you know we're, we're just looking for more of that as, as, as the year goes on but we're very grateful for it Yeah that's a frightening concept like to, to know that players are there and they haven't even been inside the dressing room in the, the famous uh, venue that it is as well but yeah it certainly is great to be able to get there at any stage um, Young Tiffy Fitz had to go off over the weekend don't know whether that's a, an injury or so it looked like that she was hobbling a small little bit but have we any major concerns for the weekend coming up against Clare? No, we just have to reassess now. We've got a few girls have picked up a few niggles and knocks. As you can see, from it, it was a pretty physical and, and, and bruising encounter. Um, so there's a lot of girls were, were very sore on Saturday and again yesterday. But I suppose if we reassess tomorrow night's training, uh, we'll see where everybody's at and we'll use, we'll use where everybody's at to inform our decision for, for Saturday. But the main thing is, you know, it's not a mar- it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So we just keep need to mind girls and make sure uh, we get to keep everybody fit and healthy and uh, as I said to you, um, we're, we're, we're excited about next Saturday. We're excited to kind of get back out again and get back on the horse quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, with no no major, no new, fresh, major injury worries. Just a few girls with niggles and knocks using to have a look at over the next couple of days and see how they come through. I know you're a busy man this evening, so I'm only going to ask you one more question. You're in the job now a couple of months you seem to be enjoying it because even with the loss at the weekend I think the occasion and the supporters and having the match in Nolan Park and the whole lot from the smile on your face I think I can take it that you're actually enjoying the job am I right? Oh sure geez, if you didn't enjoy it you wouldn't be doing it I'm absolutely loving it um, I, I'm I'm just really excited for where this group can potentially go uh, the potential is there but potential is just potential so that has to be backed up with, with serious work rate and, and serious effort and as I said to you I, I can't fault those girls since I've uh, got involved they've, they've been absolutely fantastic um, you know it's obvious when you come up against a team like Cork that you see where we need to get to in terms of the physicality and in terms of the fitness and speed and we've done a huge amount of work on that over the last uh, couple of months and we've, we've way more to go on that so um, look I'm loving being involved uh, it's, 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 it's exciting for us all and um, as I said to you we're, we're very focused on what we want to do and what we want to achieve um, and hopefully over the next couple of weeks we'll continue to put in good performances get some good results and 
uh, and take from there. But super group of girls and super backroom as well. So very happy overall so far. Well, it certainly is going to be an enjoyable league from if all the matches are going to be like they were last weekend, I can tell you. And myself and Anya will be back in the hot seat with me at the weekend as well. We will be in UPMC, Nolan Park on Saturday. Thanks to Callan Co-op, we'll bring you all of the game live and exclusive on KCLR. We really uh, are looking forward to that game against Clare. Peter Chapclear, as always, thank you so much for taking time out, joining us on the podcast here this evening. Best of luck at the weekend and hopefully we'll be having... Uh, another chat uh, next weekend after what might be a victory on the board for Kilkenny. Thanks, man. Please, God. Thank you. Perfect. That was Peter Chapclear there, the manager of the Kilkenny Senior Camogie team. And Anya, I mean, he really was like a Cheshire cat at the weekend. He's a fella that has so much passion uh, for the sport, but he's certainly loving the job. I mean, he's getting stuck into it like a duck would be to water and you know you can only take a fella at his merits and when you have somebody like Chap and who's enthusiastic with it I mean it can only bowl well for the rest of the year Yeah certainly and I think you know by all accounts any I suppose whispers or anything that we're hearing from from I suppose the, the, from the, the girls or anybody that has maybe seen or you know heard anything that's going on it's been all really really positive and you know I suppose that's a really really good note and you know I think that's it's it's onwards and upwards and you know certainly you know it, it's really gearing up for another really good match this weekend and I suppose the right it's, it's the excitement and it's the build up to the to these games and especially to get them in your own home venue as well in Nolan Park as well it, it's great for everybody It certainly is we're going to be looking forward to it your first game of the season back with we're going to be really looking forward to getting the dynamic duo back in the hot seat again right I'm going to run down through the results in fairness to Anya and we've always said it the 3B and the 4A games we don't know too much about the teams we have no 4A games this week but we did have 3B games um, so we're just going to run down through the results and to give them a mention because in fairness them teams are putting in the effort as well and they deserve to be mentioned uh, so in the Division 3B National League round 1 game uh an Ulster Derby up north there um, in the 4G Kalosh to Ferrishta. It was down and Antrim and down coming away with a four point victory in that one. So they are uh, off there to a winning ways. Commiserations to Antrim on that one. Moving down through the list here, Dublin and Limerick in Division 3B round one. Um, was that round one in 3B? It was. So down is off to winning ways there, yeah. So Dublin also off to winning ways against Limerick and that game was played in TU in Blanchardstown. And nice to see Orla Donnelly um, out doing that one. So one of our other female referees out there. So well done to Orla on that one. Um, we're moving on then to the 2A uh, games which we saw at the weekend and Anya was predicting these of course before she went away and Meath and Cavan now tough day at the office for Cavan but you did say that Meath was probably going to come away with the victory here they did 113 to 4 points round 1 of this game Meath off to winning ways good start for them yeah really really good start there for me I suppose listen to be fair me there's certainly going to be tipped as one of those teams that are going to be certainly heading towards a National League final and you know will 
undoubtedly be one of the teams that'll be tipped for a semi-final place in, in an All-Ireland Championship um, campaign as well so you know certainly I think for Cavan after coming up from another division I think you know it, it was going to be it was going to be hard for them but you know Cavan have been working really hard over the last couple of years and you know they've put in some serious groundwork there so obviously listen they're going to be disappointed but I think they're probably after learning an awful lot and gaining an awful lot of experience having to come up with the likes of Mead well they certainly will I mean they were unlucky against uh, Derry in the All-Ireland final but Derry uh, also flying in 2A because they came up against Carlo now while the result might suggest there was 5 points in this one Carlo actually led this game for a long period of time it was an extremely long journey on the Carlo women going up but the match was played in Owen Beg 110 to 115 for the Derry team coming away they did get the goal to put a bit of daylight between the teams but Carlo certainly put in a very good performance after the hammering that they got off of Derry last year certainly making strives um, but that is a good result for Carlo in a way but it is winning ways for Derry the All-Ireland Champions Yeah and I said it last week and I'll say it again I really think that Derry are going to be eyeing this um, this league as you know a massive potential stepping stone heading towards their championship I don't think they're going to want to be playing at Division 2 I think they're going to want to be up there playing with the big girls at Division 1 I suppose they're a senior team now and I suppose that's the standard that they really want to be setting themselves at I think Carlo looking at it um, Carlo found themselves very unlucky that's a massive journey as well to have to travel but I think you know they just need to put it behind them now and move on to the, to the next stage yeah, well, it certainly is. Uh, just checking, is that all the games in Division 1A? I think it is, right? Let's move on to Division 2B then, because this is obviously the group that Kilkenny is involved in. Wexford and Tipperary. Now, this has thrown the cat among the pigeons when you look at the result here, because Kilkenny have no win at the minute before they went to go play Cork. This is round three. And Tipperary beat Wexford at the weekend by mm-hmm. 2 12 to one eleven. And this really has put the cat among the pigeons now. Yeah, that's a big, big result for Tipperary, I suppose, especially when they had to go down to uh, down to Wexford as well. You know, a lot of people would have been kind of looking at Wexford after having, you know, beaten Kilkenny, I suppose, the week previous by seven points. They'd have been looking at Wexford to really kind of come back and, you know, put in a repeat for- performance there. But, you know, credit where credit's due to Tipperary after getting a really good result there as well. They certainly are. Um, the other game was in that one was Clare and Galway. This was round three and another victory for Galway in this one three nine to seven points that leaves Clare I suppose in the precarious situation that they have no victory now from their games um, I suppose expected in a way from Galway yeah definitely I think you're kind of looking at Galway and Cork really in Division 2 of the league stage really at this stage I think both teams you know they've certainly laid down a marker in all of their games and you know they they definitely are the, the two strongest pairings at the moment anyway <clears throat> oh it certainly was I didn't think you were going to shut short on me that quickly um, then where that comes to the last game and that it obviously is Cork and Kilkenny this was a home dinger of a game between the two it was tit and tat and over and back for a long period of time then Kilkenny got a goal Cork got a couple of goals then in the end it was a five point victory though for Cork 214 to 112 which leaves Kilkenny in the precarious situation the same as Clare that both of them have no points and it looks like that they are going to be fighting it out for that relegation spot but I suppose disappointment for Kilkenny Cork coming away with the victory 
Yeah, um, but listen, I think, I suppose we, we've said it and we're going to say it again. I think, you know, <coughs> Kilkenny are in that situation where Shem is dealing with more or less a, a new panel again, like he was, um, you know, from last year. So he's obviously going to be trying out a few a few different things. I, I wouldn't be overly worried in relation to a relegation. I, I don't think Kilkenny will be relegated. And I think, you know, there's a different emphasis on the league this year than there was last year um, when it comes for the intermediates like by all accounts you know they still had quite a quite a, a decent a strong team out as well at the weekend you know so listen I, I wouldn't worry too much girls are girls are getting game time they're putting their hand up there as well and I think you know they'll be encouraged I suppose when we've been talking about Cork and Cork you know really kind of you know setting standard at this and I suppose for Kilkenny to only lose out by five points in it I, I again I would not be overly worried too much about it I think if it comes to a relegation battle I don't think Kilkenny are going to be no, hopefully it won't come to that yeah. because, as we said before, respectfully to all the teams that is down in 3B, um, you know, I mean, they don't want to be playing the, no. the tier one second teams either no. when it comes to it. But we'll just keep an eye on it. We'll come to the fixtures in a moment because I'm very conscious we have another phone interview lined up and it is with the Kilkenny minor manager and that is David Marin. Obviously, the Leinster minor finals took place yesterday up in the Network Training Centre in Fenna and Kilkenny were up against old rivals Wexford when it came to it in the cup final and I'm delighted that David is going to be joining us for the first time on the Come On Point Come On Kind podcast even rather and hopefully when I push this button here I'm going to have him on the line David how are you this evening good sir Hi lads how are you good, good to join you tonight All good yeah thank you I mean you must be a happy man first time in the job first bit of silverware under your belt as well and when you look at the scoreline um, I mean 5.15 to 6 points in any kind of a final against a team like Wexford certainly must be a happy man Ah yeah absolutely lads you know and as you said it's it's um it's my first year in with, with, with the lads this year with the with the girls and you know you're never too sure how it's going to go but I mean we, we held our trials there in December and we had 95 girls in at those trials you know so like even from the very start it was it was hard to pick a panel but but we settled on a on a panel of thirty girls there and like I have to say we're really, really happy with the group that we have. Um, you know, we had a few challenges there over January and the girls are performing really well. Like there's a lot of competition for places. Um and obviously coming in then to the Leinster Championship we performed very well against Offaly. We scored two seventeen in the in the Leinster semi final. And obviously then then as you said yesterday we scored five fifteen against Wexford. And we we never underestimated either team, you know. And Offaly came in with a bit of pedigree in Wexford there as well. So we have, as you said, we're we're very happy with with how the year has gone so far. We know that you have experience in that with other teams when it comes to club and schools level as well. But what was your expectations like taking over a county team? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I worked in my own club there, obviously, and been working in schools there the last few years. Um, but look, I suppose we didn't put any tangible um, expectations on the group of girls, you know, and coming in, like, all we wanted to do was improve them as individuals. And, you know, like, obviously winning Leinster final last, yesterday was, was very, very satisfying for us. 
um, and going forward. You know, like we're an, we're ambitious as a management team. We're ambitious. We said that to the group of girls, and like we're we're still only getting to know this this bunch. But like they're incredibly talented. You know, they're very very honest. Everything that we've asked them to do since we started training over Christmas, they've done it without without fail. You know, like and they've been a pleasure to deal with. Like and as you said, going forward, like we are ambitious. We 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 really do feel that we can make strong impact on this All Ireland series, but we'll take it game by game and and see how it goes. You didn't have long to dwell on anything either, especially when you had the trials uh, back in December and January, the couple of weeks training, and then you were right into a Leinster semi-final against Offaly, and then whoever won that, you were out the following week, which obviously was yesterday, then against the winners of the other semi-final, which turned out to be Wexford. So you haven't had too much time to dwell on matters, I suppose, that much, because the games are coming taking fast, and now the All-Ireland series is starting in two weeks' time. Absolutely, you know, and it's it's been it's been all go since we've come in, you know. Um, but it, we have to say it's been very enjoyable so far. Um, like, and it, ha- it says we've had to manage the workload of the girls, I suppose, because like since we've come in, we we, we have our own plans, obviously, and we we've tried to work the girls hard, and they have worked very very hard. But like, obviously, there's been school matches on, there's been club matches on, so we've had to really manage that and work with the schools and work with the clubs. Um, but I suppose, like as you said, it has been all go. We've, as I said, said a few minutes ago, we were we played a couple of challenges, and over January, then straight into Leinster um, semi-final last week, and obviously the final yesterday. But I suppose getting the few wins in the challenges kind of set us up nicely for Leinster, and obviously then winning Leinster yesterday builds that bit of momentum and. You know, nothing beats winning, I suppose, and just keeping that momentum going. And I suppose Loretta are playing their line this Saturday night as well, and we obviously we have a number of girls involved in that in that team. So we'll be we'll be watching that match closely and, and wishing the Loretta girls the best of luck. I suppose obviously for yourselves in a way you're in the, the kind of a position where we have two teams in Kilkenny at minor level with A and B you were taking in the A team and managing it the, the B team was unfortunate in their semi-finals but has any of those players that you've seen from the games and the challenge games and even the schools game put up their hands and might even be drafted onto the A team do you think? Um, yeah, like you know, we, we I suppose Owen Lawler is over over the B team there, and I've been I've been working closely with Owen over the last few weeks, you know, just to keep in, in dialogue with him. Like, and I know he's he's doing a good shift there to, with, with with the under seventeen with the B, with the B team, um, and they were unlucky, as you said, there last week in the semi final. But yeah, we we since that day we've called up to um, from from that panel, and again we're we're going to keep a close eye on them. They're trading away. They have their own bits going on, so like that's something that we've reiterated to to the group of girls. Say that when we picked our panel initially, that was never going to be set in stone. Like we we want to give everybody a go. As I said a few minutes ago, like we had ninety five in a trials there before Christmas. Like there's a lot, a lot of talented players in this county, um, and that's our job just to create the best panel that we can. And I think we have so far. Like we we were looking through it the other night. We have eighteen clubs, dif- um, different clubs represented. We have six different schools represented. Um, so we do feel that we've that we've picked a really strong panel. Um, there's healthy competition there in, amongst the players. Um, but like that's one one point that we do reiterate to the girls. They've come together really well. Like they they know each other from underage. Obviously playing with Kilkenny at under fourteen and sixteen, playing in schools against each other at clubs. But they've really come together, and that's that's something that we've asked them to do. You know, to try and build that team spirit, build that bond, and they've done that fantastically well so far. 
how have you felt about things or how have people at home uh, felt about things because I suppose we have to let our listeners know you are a Tipperary man coming into train at Kilkenny team it's nothing new in the sport of Camogie we have Jerry Wallace from Cork training the Waterford senior Camogie women and our own intermediate manager Shem Kelly from the county of Carlow as well so how has the reaction been back home are you getting any flack for it? Ah, sure, sure. I am, I suppose, a little bit, but but it's all part of it, isn't it? It's all part of it. Um, like, and actually, I, I, was, I was saying there, we played a few challenges. We actually played tip in in a challenge there, um, just over two weeks ago. So that that was a bit of fun, um, because I'm involved obviously with my club, the Camogie team back in Turles Sarsfield. So it's it's um it's an interesting one, all right. But which obviously tip won the Munster final there yesterday, and they're our first opposition in in the All Ireland in two weeks' time. So. Um, yeah, wearing the Kilkenny gear on the sidelines is going to be going to be a funny one for me. All right, pushing the wrong button on myself there. Um, yeah, you just mentioned that game against Tipperary, and obviously it's a home game for Tipperary as well. And there's a couple of games in the All Ireland series. Do you like having the competition that you're going to be playing one week after the other? Is that something that you'd rather, or would you like a break in between the games? I suppose it's like anything. There's pros and cons. Uh, there's pros and cons, Albert. Um, like as I said a few minutes ago, like playing week on week, the advantage of it is is obviously if you can get over the line in the games, you do build that that winning mentality, that momentum, and that's what that's what that's what we've been lucky to do so far. Um, so that's the plus side of it. And I suppose as I was saying a few minutes ago, like we we're really really happy with the panel that we have. You know, like we've we've had a couple of injuries. You know, Jenny Saunders, an outstanding goalie. She's she's picked up a, a, a niggle, unfortunately. Amber Lafferty was injured there yesterday. Um, Julie Lennon has, is only coming back from a hamstring injury. Um, but they've been, you know, they've been replaced with with players that have really stepped up to the place. You know, Kira O'Shea is only seventeen. She stepped in yesterday. I think she scored one one. You know, and really filled that gap there. Um, so we, as I said, like we have an awful lot of competition. But the fact the week on week games, it allows the fact that we have a strong panel and we trust all the girls. Um, we'll have no problem rotating if necessary if there are injuries because that's obviously a negative maybe of playing week on week. Um, if there is an injury on a Sunday, you know, turning over six, seven days later doesn't really give you that time to recover. Um, but like I said, all in all, I think I do like it because it just gives us that opportunity to build up that momentum um, and really get things going. Well, it certainly is going to be a tough group. Tipperary is going to be away. Antrim is also away as well. Uh, six days later, um, uh, well, it could be the, the 9th or the 10th. Uh, Waterford then is going to be at home. Uh, Galway at home and then Cork away with the All-Ireland semi-finals penciled in for the 20th of April. And the All-Ireland final this year is going to be really early. It's down for the weekend, the 27th, 28th of April. So not much time to hang around at all as for our listeners listening in who would like to get hold of the fixtures David congratulations yesterday well done on the victory becoming uh, Leinster champions I do know it's for definitely back to back and possibly the third in a row as well for the county so well done we wish you the very best of luck for the upcoming All-Ireland series which as I say gets underway in two weeks time and hopefully we look forward to having a chat again in the middle of the season no problem at all, Ed. Thanks very much. Talk Perfect. To you Thank you. That was David Marr there, the manager of the Kilkenny minor team. And as we said yesterday, Leinster finals. 
took part in Fena. I have to compliment Brian O'Neill and all of the staff there in Carlo GAA and to Mag Condell and Carlo Camogi as well for the help in running what was a fantastic festival of Camogi. Over 200 players on you participating in minor level. Um, it was great to see Kilkenny winning the A final as we say 515 to 6 points. Kildare Mm-hmm. and Leash yeah. I said this yesterday <clears throat> in my speech when I was presenting the trophies is the best underage game that I have seen in Camogie played in the last 15 years it was immense I mean we thought the match on Saturday was good the minor match yesterday had a mounting of high field and it was crazy tackling uh, tenacity scores extra time drama you name it it was just announced if anyone had to be taping that and they wanted to know how Camogie was played they should have watched that because it truly was amazing and for Kildare not to pick up a piece of silverware at underage level for more I think they were telling me than 14 years at minor level uh, really was special for them and it was great to see it commiserations though to Leash they really put in a huge effort um, and they can be so proud of themselves but Kildare getting the victory on that one and then our neighbours in Carlo up the way as well they won the B Shield final beating Dublin and it was actually great because the goalkeeper picked up the player of the match in that game so well done to everybody that was involved there and I can't think of what the goalie's name is now but my programme is uh, in my bag behind me Lil but um Avian something I think it was but anyway Lindy Dowling that's it thank you Avian Dowling well done to Avian uh, well done to our own Casey Brennan as well mm-hmm. from Conaghy who picked up the player of the match for the A Cup final and of course it was in Fenna it was Carlo and the wonderful Lindy Kenny got to present the player of the match award to the Carlo goalkeeper um, which was something nice and special as well so Linda thank you for doing that yesterday was great but I want to sincerely thank my own executive officers as well in Leinster because they were for the first day out we were all learning about things and they put in a huge effort as well so to Johnny to Anne to Elma to Sheila uh, and everybody else involved there as well well done to everybody great team performance brilliant uh, afternoon um, of Camogie and we look forward to many many more days but for that we're going to move on to the fixtures on you because I'm conscious of time as well and I know you have to get away and rushing to do more things but let's go to the fixtures for this week end coming where will we start will we start with the 1A fixtures let's go Kilkenny and Clare UPMC Nolan Park 2 o'clock on Saturday the man from Blackwater in Wexford Mr Justin Heffernan is going to be the man in the middle there how is this game going to go yeah, I think by looking at it, I suppose when you you look at Clare's results um, at last weekend, you know certainly after getting that defeat to Galway, and I suppose the performance alone that Kilkenny put in, even though they did uh, they were defeated by Cork, and it, you would have to be strongly looking at Kilkenny in this game here. And I think, you know, if Kilkenny can come with the the same attitude that they came with uh, to the Cork game, the same aggression and the same work rate, um, I do think we'll see a very good Kilkenny victory here. Okay, so Kilkenny to get off the mark for round two. That is against Clare. And as we say, we will have that game live and exclusive with ourselves on KCLR, thanks to Callan Co-op uh, on Saturday. And Anya and myself will be bringing you all of the action. Tipperary versus Galway is round two in Division 1A. This is a home game for Tipperary. Now, 
we tend to usually have him in the rag. It wasn't. It was in Kilcommon uh, GA grounds uh, last week against Waterford. We don't know because we haven't a venue confirmed on this one. But Mr. Aaron Hogg from the County of Clare was actually talking to him um, over breakfast uh, the weekend because Aaron was at the media volunteer and uh, what's the referee awards night that was held in Crow Park on Saturday evening. So he's the man in the middle there, but who's going to come away with the victory? I think Galway, to be honest with you, I think Galway go really, really strong in the league, and I suppose it, it it's kind of like they they set the standard really when it comes into the when it comes for the for the championship. And I think the one thing we have to remember about Galway as well, unlike we'll say Munster, Ulster, Leinster, they don't have a provincial championship for their seniors. No, and actually, it's not only the seniors. I was talking to Anne Carney as well, who actually mm-hmm. happened to be sitting beside me um, at that event last Saturday. And even she was saying the same thing about the minors when it comes to it, like that there's no championship for yeah. them and it's very hard to get teams up. But you're dead right about Galway. Like they do tend, I suppose, to go hard possibly for mm. the league, maybe to the detriment of themselves sometimes. But well, I think I think they're probably looking at it in a situation where all the other counties probably get a provincial a provincial stage where they get maybe an, another game or two of competitive games where the league really is just where um, it's just where Galway are getting their competitive games so I think that's why they have to hit the ground running and I suppose like when other teams are playing we'll just take for the for the likes of Kilkenny I suppose in a Leinster Championship and you know realistically Kilkenny will be looking at to retain their, their title for um, I don't know how many years in a row now at this stage but you would be expecting Kilkenny to get to a Leinster final so therefore you know they're probably playing two or three games consecutively in the Leinster Championship so I suppose when they're playing those games Galway are at a different level of training because obviously they're without the game so I think that's why I, th- I see I think that's Which why can't we see Galway practice as that's well, it like, but yeah. I think that's why we see Galway really going hard at it for the league stages as well OK Waterford and Cork the two neighbouring counties in Munster this is going to be a titanic battle it is a home game for Waterford now it could be in Carriganore it could be in Welsh Park because they did play the Munster minor final in Welsh Park over the weekend as well Mr Ray Kelly from Kildare is the man in the middle there but who again is going to come away with this victory I'm going to give the nod to Cork on this one Um, I think Cork are just you know I think they're kind of looking at themselves whereas they're all Ireland champions so now they want to get out there and they want to win another bit of silverware before they head on into for a Munster Championship or an All-Ireland Championship and I think you know they're really going to push hard for the league as well and I suppose you know there's a couple of new faces there as well that will obviously want to be putting their hand up there so you know I'm going to I'm going to give that nod to Cork there I suppose there's an extra little bit of spice in this one as well with Cork man Jerry Wallace who yeah. was the minor All-Ireland manager of Cork last year as well going up against his home county he certainly won't want to be losing out there either so an extra bit of spice in this one yeah certainly will be Um, you know it'll be interesting enough he was over UCC as well uh, used to see Camogie this year too was he over them I didn't see that one so yeah Uh, himself and Don O'Grady oh yeah yeah, um, we're over UCC Camogie this year. So yeah, certainly it'll be a very interesting game. Well, it certainly will. Right, let's move on to the Division 1B games. Uh, yeah, no. 
I'm looking at the top of the page, but did, oh, it was a different division, wasn't it? I'm looking at Down and Antrim. Yes, no, they played in a different, I, I thought I was having deja vu here, but no, Down and Antrim going head to head in this all Ulster clash in round one of Division 1B. And Antrim flying it for many a year, of course. They had uh, lots of players with TU Dublin involved there. Down is at home, though, and Mr. Philip MacDonald from the county of Cavan is the man in the middle there but out of the Ulster Derby who's going to come away with the victory I'm going to give this one to Antrim by the skin of their teeth okay that's fair I mean down we're probably pushing a long way I mean it's what two years ago since they probably should have been Waterford in the first round of the championship and they really gave them a fright down in Welsh Park but look where Waterford has come since they've got to the All-Ireland final last year so um, I don't think we've really seen much of down since no, to be if fair, makes, yeah, yeah. We, we thought they may have pushed on a small little bit maybe last year and it was a, a, a disappointing series for themselves. Yeah. Um, but OK, so you're giving the nod to Antrim mm-hmm. on that one. Let's move down further afield then to an all-monster clash and Kerry and Limerick. Wow, Kerry is fighting fate. Bally, I'm assuming this is how you pronounce it, Bally Haig, H-E-I-G-U-E. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ballyhoig. Or Ballyhoig. Uh, Corkman, Cahal McAllister, who was doing the Monster Camogie final, the minor final there only last weekend. He's the man in the middle. But is Kerry going to be flying the green and yellow gold flag high at the weekend? Or is the green and white of Limerick going to prevail as, as the away team? Do you know what? I am. I'm going to give the nod to Kerry on this one. I think we've seen them come up a level and I think we see that they're not afraid to mix it up with um, the, with the big name teams as well. And I think they're going to relish in the opportunity of playing in 1B. So, yeah, I'd be excited to see Kerry performing in this. OK, uh, next and finally then in 1B for the fixtures is the meeting of Wexford and Dublin. No venue on this at the minute. All these games that I'm calling out at the minute is 2 o'clock unless I tell you otherwise. But uh, Kilkenny woman Liz Dempsey is going to be the referee in the middle of this one. Can the home team prevail or can Dublin cause an upset? We've seen it happen in the Leinster Championship before. Can it happen in the National League? No, I think Wexford. I think Wexford should come away with a victory here now on this one. You know, I suppose Kira O'Connor will be back in the fray with the, with the Wexford team. Um, so yeah, it'll be exciting to see her. I watched her against DCU, and she's just she's just a phenomenal player. She really, really is. Um, so I am going to give the nod to Wexford on that one. Oh, yokes, the producer here beside me is writing frantically to put them all down. Uh, let's move on then to 2A. Meath and Westmeath and all Leinster Derby here. No venue, 2 o'clock throw-in. Galway man Endlock Nan is going to be the man in the middle. Can Westmeath cause an upset here, do you think? Or can Meath keep going and make it two in a row at the weekend? It's interesting enough because I suppose when you look at Mead and West Mead, like they always, like they obviously they have that neighbor neighbor neighborly rivalry. Um, both teams throw up a real spectacle um, of camogie when they come up against each other. But I just have to think that you're looking at Mead having the edge there. Um, and as I said, I'm going to say it again. Like I'm a firm believer that we are going to see Mead towards the last stages of a championship this year. Um, 
and I think they're going to push for it and I think that they know that you know they'll need to build on confidence <laughs> build on momentum and they'll need to have a good league run to secure that as well OK so you're giving the nod just slightly to meet Yep OK another all Ulster clash in Kingspan Brefney Park was in it once during a snowstorm for a hurling league final which it's a beautiful stadium I have to say um, and this is Cavan and Derry two o'clock and my good friend from Antrim Mr Paul O'Neill is going to be doing this of course Paul is one of Owen Elliott's umpires as well well he was when he was doing the All-Ireland final and he now has another one going with him and that's Johnny Sawyer so Johnny if you're listening up there you're doing great work as always with that white coat maybe you're a little bit mad for going out as well but sure we all are but Anya who's going to be mad after losing this game or who's going to be joyous after coming away with the victory Cavan or Derry? I think it's another big step again here for Cavan on this one I just think like you know that they're probably after you know drawing the short straw here having to come up with the two teams that I suppose they've met in, in the last two games with Mead and now Derry and you would have to really favourably look at Derry in this game Okay so Aonia is possibly making a Derry for two in a row uh, Up next to Netwatch Cullen Park and Carlo against Offaly in this game referee is Michael Ryan now I don't know whether it's Michael Ryan of Tipperary or Michael Ryan of Galway because we have two Michael Ryan referees either way one of them will be in Netwatch Cullen Park at the weekend but who is going to be coming away with the victory? I, you know, listen, I suppose when you're looking at Carlo Camogie at the moment, they had a really good victory in the, the minors over at the weekend. Um, and I think they will have probably learned a lot after their trip to Derry last week. So, do you know, I'm going to give Carlo the nod on this one. Just by, just slightly, just slightly on this one. So, Carlo on this one. Yeah. Okie dokies. Well, home advantage usually does mm-hmm. uh, account for an awful lot of things. Right, let's see. Is that all of the two A's? Yeah. It is. We have no two B's um, out this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, because Kilkenny definitely has no game this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to move on to Division 3A and Kildare and Leash in Mangard Park. Uh, and for anyone that knows this, it's actually Hawkfield for the locals that's there this is round one Kildare versus Leash great to see Kildare back again Galway man John Burke is the man in the middle but can Leash continue on a little bit of form against Kildare or can Kildare come back with a bang and get their first victory in a while do you know what Kildare again coming off the victory of a minor of a minor final last again beating Leash in it as well it's you know it's it's showing up a lot of rivalry in it um, Leash have always been a consistent team as well I think this is going to be this is going to be the makings of a really really good game um, I am going to uh, do you know what I'm going to give the nautical there on this one Okay, obviously uh, an interest for ourselves down here with Kilkenny man Mike Wall now managing the Kildare Camogie team up there and of course another Kilkenny man Brian Dowling managing the hurlers um, as well so uh, only just giving the nod to Kildare a little bit on that one that is the only game that I can I'm sorry I'm wrong Armagh and Ross Common in the Boxit Athletic Grounds in Armagh of course we have friends in Roscommon as well up there but is Armagh going to come away with the victory in this one they got to the 3 a final last year against Carlo and Carlo just pipped him by mm-hmm. a point the man in the middle is Francis Caldwell and I actually have to say that he's a name that I haven't come across before and don't know what county he's with so there's a first for me but anyway who's going to come away with the victory in this one I think you really have to look at Armagh in this Division 3 campaign this year I think that they're certainly going to want to, to push themselves 
themselves out and I suppose they're, they're going to want to move up that grade and you know it's going to start off with um, getting a victory over Roscommon and I would be expecting them to do that OK 3B then is round 2 this is Limerick and Down it is in Capamore and Corkman Cohen Tracy is going to be the man in the middle. Obviously, this is both of their second teams, but who's going to come away with the victory in this one? Will it be green and white or will it be the black and red of down? It would be unfair of me to make um, an assumption, I think. That's OK. Oh, yeah, we did say we, do, yeah, we don't I, see too many of the I teams. I don't see too many of them, to be honest. OK, well, you, we so. won't. No, that's fair yeah. enough. I forgot about this. This is the 3B. But look, it is good to get it out. So Limerick and down, two o'clock in, as we said, Capamore. Um, with the Corkman Cohen Tracy doing that one so best look to all the teams there the other 3B game that I see is actually there's a second one on me there's another referee coming up here on this one um, and I don't actually know the chap at all at all but it is Dublin and Antrim at 2 o'clock in TU Blanchardstown and Donica O'Callaghan is the referee now somewhere or another I don't think it's the rugby Donica O'Callaghan but you, you sure? just never know Mr Owen Elliott if you are listening or Miss Jenny Byrne if you are listening either could you please let me know where Dunica O'Callaghan is from or indeed if it is Robbie Man Dunica O'Callaghan and also uh, the good uh, Francis Caldwell we would like to know the counties that they're from it's nice to mention the referees as well because they are part of everything they bring their team with them so it is always nice to uh, acknowledge our referees but yeah so that one is um Gone on me now. I missed that one. So that's the other 3B game. Dublin versus Antrim. 2 o'clock TU Blanchardstown. Um, moving along then to Division 4 where we have Tyrone taking on Mayo. And this is in Tati Rea, spelled T-A-T-T-Y-R-E-A-G-H. Referee is Keith Cahill from Dublin. So the very best of luck to everybody there. And the only other game then in Division 4 is Wicklow and Louth. And this is taking part in, or place even, in Bray Emmett's GAA Club there in Wicklow. I think it's on the Wicklow and uh, Dublin border. And Carlo man Patrick Murphy is the man in the middle on that one. So the best of luck to all of the teams and all of the officials. Lots of games to take place. But as we said, we will be live and exclusive from UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday for the game with Claire. So tune in to myself and Anya for that one. As we said, the Ursuline and the Loretto go head-to-head this Saturday in the college's second level colleges uh, All-Ireland final post-primary they call it um, I was trying to think of the word there for a minute of course it is Anya's old Albermater that's there for the Loretto so how do you think or has there been any rumblings from all of your past pupils friends anybody talking about this one what's the chances like? Do you know what I think you know for um for Loretto, I suppose getting in, getting into another All Ireland final, it's, it's a huge achievement. Coming up against the Ursuline of uh, Thurles, you know that's going to be it's going to be a huge it's going to be it's going to be a huge uh, occasion for both teams. Um, I suppose. Listen, to be fair, I think Loretto probably disappointed. I suppose that they're not doing the double like they have done the last couple of years. Unfortunately, yep. the juniors were beaten uh, to uh, Mara um, in the All Ireland semi final. But I think you know, listen, you would have to be quietly confident with this Loretto team. We've got some really, really good um, players coming up on it, um, and we also have, if memory serves me right, and I stand to be correct on this, I actually think we have a current minor player playing with the Earthline. Yes. 
It's possible. Who Una do you Dugan? know who it is? Una Kavanagh from. Well, then we have two. Mm. Oh no! Is it no. no? The producer and the co-host now is trying to put across the air. I but think as I, I stand you'll, you'll to be on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, we've got some really good players um, coming up to mix, and there probably will be a couple of girls involved with the minor team that um, are obviously going to be on that Loretta team. So the very best of luck to Loretta. We certainly have some of our adult line, members as well involved with it. Thinking of young Rachel Dowling. Yes. Is definitely involved yeah. there. Yeah, um, do. I oh, see yeah. her name on Quiva Kermarta. Quiva Kermarta is with the senior yeah. panel as well. So, yeah. so yeah, some lots of interest there. So, the very best of luck to the coaches and all of the players, especially that's uh, in the Loretta taking part in the final. I can't see any details anywhere online about that final no, at the minute. So, um, just keep an eye out on the Kilkenny socials uh, and you'll be able to get that information. Um, other than that, Ashburn has been a great success. Mm-hmm. The Camogie. All Ireland series is not for a while, but the draws um, have been done. The groupings are there. The league is underway. The Leinster Championship is getting underway. Miners won the first piece of silverware. Under 16s are going to be out starting next weekend as well. It's going to be all go and it's going to be helter skelter for a while. It is. Can't wait. For all fun and games now. No more holidays. <laughs> No more holidays, she said, laughing. Uh, um, I just have to... Be, are we finished? No, go on, you go. Um, I mentioned this to you a couple of weeks ago. Um, last week, last Thursday in Tullerone, we actually hosted um, cardiac screening um, for yep. our players from the ages of 12 to 18 years. Um, this was done through the Dylan Quirk Foundation. Um, and listen, I suppose everybody here knows... Um, really about now that the, the knows a lot about the, the Dylan Quirk Foundation for those of you that don't um, they're a registered charity that raises awareness for sudden adult death syndrome and they fund cardiac screening for um, children between the ages of 12 and 18 right across the country um, they provide the service free of charge uh, for clubs so um, as a club we decided that we, it was something that we we potentially feel that is necessary and I think that every club in the country should really get on board with it. Um, it's very easy if you just want to, you know, go onto the Dylan Quirk Foundation website. Um, all the information is there. Um, we were basically, I think, within within the time that we contacted them to the time that we had the screening done, it was about two and a half, three weeks. Um, so all the screening has now been done. There's 45 places, the slots that are available on the day. Um, I, there's It's a medical company from Cork that come up, AMS. They come up and they do the screening. They have two doctors um, on site on the day and then they have a, obviously a clinic manager and they do your screenings there. And I think the results um, are with you within 10 days. Um, it's something that's very, very beneficial, I think. And it's something that I think a lot of the clubs really need to um, look into. And obviously you can then make your donations to the to the Dylan Quirk Foundation because I suppose that's really important. Yes, the service is free of charge for, for, the, for the people that get it done on the day. But I suppose the reason why it is free of charge is because of the donations that come um, from the general public to the Dylan Quirk Foundation. And we as a club made a donation to, towards them um, once it was done. And a lot of the parents in the club have also made a donation as well. Nice. And I suppose I think that's what's, that's what's very, very important there. And I would certainly urge 
all the clubs in Kilkenny um, to, to get on board with it and um, certainly apply to have a day because, you know, listen, hopefully out of the 45 boys and girls that were testing Tullerone, hopefully absolutely nothing will come back. But, you know, there they, it, it's been done and, you know, it kind of nearly clears your mind because... But the way things are going at the minute, you yeah. just have to be sure because, I mean, you could feel fine, no mm-hmm. symptoms, no nothing. Um and the next thing you're having problems or you're feeling pains and I mean we all know about adults uh, sudden or sudden adult death syndrome mm-hmm. um, which has been prevalent I suppose in the last little while with a number of high profile people yeah. you know especially youngsters in their early teens mm-hmm. or late teens I should say to early 20s so it is a vital service and especially when it's being done by that company as well I, I certainly do concur with everything you're saying um, and take it on board great initiative and fair play to you for mm-hmm. getting it done and but also highlighting it as well because if anybody else is listening um, is there any way that they can get in contact with uh, the company have they got an email address written that maybe we can give out that anyone that is interested might be able to get in contact with the company um, yeah. and see so you can actually if you go onto the Dylan Quirk Foundation uh, website online um, the details are there but the email address that you can contact them at is info at that's D-I-L-L-O-N-Q-U-I-R-K-E foundation.com um Kathy, I think was her name. She'll get back to you. And um, Seamus Tobin, um, he's one of the guys that was also involved. Uh, very, very helpful. Um, it's very straightforward. Um, just make sure that you have your child safeguarding up to date. And also just to make sure that you have basically what we needed was we needed two rooms that were heated and more or less a reception area for all the world. And that had uh, that had um, Wi-Fi and we were able to get everyone in there. We used our local community hall because it's it's we use it for the for the hurling club and the camogie club as well um we use that it was perfect everything went off without a hitch and everybody was extremely complimentary over it great initiative now normally by the end of a podcast myself and Anya are always very jovial and saying goodbye and everyone is nice and happy when we're leaving here that's not going to be the case though this evening because unfortunately over the weekend again tragedy struck Kilkenny when a young man lost his life in a car accident over the weekend and our thoughts and all of our prayers are with the club that is involved and with that young man's friends and family. It certainly brings everything into perspective as well. But also we had a minute silence on Saturday for a young Camogie player from O'Loughlin Gales and her name was Grace Sheridan, a player who was only starting out in her prime, died suddenly last Tuesday and we extend our deepest sympathies to John and Abby, her mum and dad, because most people who would come to UPMC Nolan Park, especially on GAA match days, would know John and Abby. They look after the refreshments for the stewards, the referees, all of the dignitaries and everybody there. Her granny, Rini, who we would have known very, very well, was also a founding member of the Camogie Club in O'Loughlin Gales. And like her daughter uh, and son-in-law um, before that um Rini obviously looked after the refreshments as well but great family um, steeped in tradition Uh, Grace being the great granddaughter of the late Paddy Grace who was the GEA secretary in Kilkenny for many many years two very young lives taken too short and we 
here in Camon Kind and in the station in KCLR are thinking about those families, the two people that lost their lives and everybody associated and close to them. Ariesti Gurevshid. We always say, mind yourselves, be mindful of one another and be careful out there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Yeah.